0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the 10-Minute Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan. Thank you so much for checking us out. Hey guys, we made it. We're on episode 10, which is pretty insane. Thanks so much for listening. And um, have a wonderful holiday season coming up. I'm really excited for uh, this Christmas season um, and the other holidays as well. Um, So yeah, spend time with your friends and family. Um, Get them hooked on the 10-Minute Basketball Podcast if you can. I wanted to get started off today with um, talking about Craig Sager, um, because it was the one-year anniversary of his death uh, this past week, and he was a transcendent reporter. Um, For years, I kind of thought sideline reporting was kind of pointless. A lot of the reports are like, you know, status injury updates, you know, what interviewing coaches which never really are going to break down a lot of game film for you like on the side there's gonna be like we need to play better defense it's like well no doubt you're down 10 points um but for him he always made it such a show what he was wearing the questions he was asking he was able to um you know get into it with uh, Greg Popovich made those sideline interview um interviews something always to watch um he was a transcendent reporter um and I think the the NBA community has done a wonderful job to actually celebrate him and his life. Um, and so last week, I actually, when I was in my work trip um, in Atlanta, I actually got the chance to meet one of the doctors that helped treat him, um, Dr. Naveen uh, Pemaraju from um, MD Anderson. Um, wonderful doctor, great guys on social media, look him up. Um, but... For those of you who don't know, um, I spend my day actually studying uh, blood cancers and, and leukemias. And so, um, you know, the, the leukemia that uh, Craig Segger died from, acute myeloid leukemia, um, it moves very quick. It's called acute for a reason. Most people over the age of 60 that are diagnosed with it um, and don't respond to, to chemotherapy Um, usually only survive five to ten months so it moves very very quickly and so I want to just take some opportunity to actually explain kind of how this this cancer works and why it's so devastating Um, kind of mixing a little bit of science with basketball so if you think about the process that it takes for a a blood stem cell to mature and become a blood cell it's kind of like um a baby growing up and becoming an adult and living in a society where there's rules and regulations and everybody has a job um and so if you think about it like a blood cell a stem cell will grow up and become either a red blood cell which we're all familiar with that's what you see whenever you bleed um whenever you cut yourself and you bleed um, or a white blood cell which is you know what your body uses to fight infections and the cold and and things like that and that's what happens whenever you you know get an infection and there's pus that's the white blood cells working and so what happens in acute myeloid leukemia is basically um, a blood cell is just forever stuck in the adolescent phase so if you can think about what would happen if teenagers just ruled your community in your city you know, you know they would disrupt um, the the rules of the road regulation they will just drive crazy you know however they want they'll disrupt the grocery store because they'll only be eating you know like stoner food and you know they won't know what to make um or how to make proper financial decisions for the community and then all the money will be going to you know video games or parties and none of it will go into you know making sure the budget is equaled out Uh, and so it has a really opportunity to to actually really wreck uh, a community because um you know that, that person is supposed to grow up and do a job and help build the community. But instead they're just multiplying that like crazy. And, and so no one actually becomes a firefighter and can't put out the fires and nobody becomes a policeman and nobody becomes a mayor. And so that's really how acute myeloid leukemia works. It's very fast um, and it disrupts the whole entire body. And, and so um, it is disease that, that um, people are trying to figure out how to treat. Um, and so the only way to cure uh, acute myeloid leukemia is through, um, a stem cell transplant. And so it's really important for those of us who are healthy and able to get on the National Bone Marrow Registry list um, because when people like Craig come up and and they have acute myeloid leukemia and they need... Uh, a bone marrow transplant, they can just go down the list and see, does this person match all the qualities that we need from a bone marrow donor? And then the process is, is not, it, it isn't um, invasive, but it's not too intense. And you have the opportunity to, to change someone's life. So um, this holiday season, you know, if you want to give back a look at, uh, t- you know, getting onto the National Bone Marrow Registry to, you know, help people uh, like Craig be able to live an extended life. Now let's talk about basketball. So I was uh, texting one of my friends who's a Chicago Bulls fan, and he told me that they are on a five-game win streak. Now I have to say that I have almost an allergy to the Chicago Bulls I grew up in Illinois during right at the end of the Jordan era. Um, And so there was a very high expectation, obviously, winning three straight NBA championships. And then he retired, and then they kind of fell off a cliff very, very quickly. Um, There was a short couple years of hope with uh, Derrick Rose, but it's been pretty bad since then. Um, I think they have... Uh, a horrible front office that does a really bad job of, of developing players and drafting the right players. I think you have a horrible hire with Fred Hoiberg being the coach. Their offense is literally anemic. They scored 98 points per game, which is literally third lowest in the whole entire league. Um, the point differential between how many points they score and how many points they they allow is like 7.7 points which is also the third highest so they're not their offense is horrible their defense is suspect and somehow even through all of that they're able to pull off five straight wins how i don't understand it you know i thought that they would easily be a lottery team this year but even that i don't even know what's the point for them if they're not going to draft and develop players really well Um, what's the point of drafting, you know, a number two or number three overall pick when you're just going to squander them and you're going to draft someone like a center or a forward and you need somebody who can score a lot of offensive points, which you don't really have. Um, And even then, you may just trade them all away. So, um, Chicago Bulls, I don't know what you're doing, but keep drinking the water. Like, keep doing what you're doing. You may pull yourselves out of the lottery and into, you know a solid number 10 pick by winning, you know, 30 games this season. So Chicago Bulls, you're doing well. All the Chicago Bull fans that I know out there, you know, Jimmy, John, Munnan, like keep the faith, maybe get in a text group together and encourage each other through the highs and most of the lows this season. So Chicago Bulls, good job. I wanted to spend the last couple minutes of this podcast talking about the tree of the big three that didn't work out. So if you think about it, like in football, we always talk about coaching trees. So you have your Bill Belichick, who came from Bill Parcells, and under that comes Nick Saban and blah, blah, blah. And all these players kind of branch out from, you know, this one central guy. Well, I want to talk about the big three combinations in this league that we've had that didn't work out. And what I mean by didn't work out is they didn't win a championship. So there's actually one that's kind of interesting in that you have um, in Oklahoma City right now because who knows what they're doing. They're just kind of sucking. Um, but the, the original big three that you had was uh, was Carmelo in New York with Tyson Chandler and Amari Stoudemire, and that didn't work out, and anybody who kind of saw that right at the beginning kind of knew that it weren't, would, would, would not work out due just to offense. Like, Carmelo needs the ball in his hands all the time. Amari, you know, needs a point guard who can do the pick and roll and run the fast break, and Tyson Chandler doesn't really score a lot of points, um, and so that didn't work out. They didn't really advance very far in the playoffs. And so now Carmelo is on Oklahoma City. Now let's move to the second sort of big three. And you had Paul George. You had uh, Lance Stevenson. And you had um, Roy Gibbard, I think his name was. Um, big, tall guy in Indiana. And for a couple of years, they were pretty solid. You know, took the Cavs to, to some um, seven games. Um, but they broke up. And so now you have Paul George in um oklahoma city and the reason that they they weren't able to work out is they were never never able never able to make it past the Cavs. i don't think offensively they clicked as well as a lot of people wanted them to they played defense really really well but offensively they just didn't have it and then let's talk about the third big three you had kevin durant you had russell westbrook and you had james harden in oklahoma city and they went to the finals and then they got broken up the next year and kevin durant left and now he has an nba championship um James Harden left. He still doesn't have an NBA championship. And Russell Westbrook is still in OKC with the two other parts of the big three from the big three tree. And they barely are in the A spot for the playoffs this year. So um, that's something I probably could have told you wouldn't really work out simply because you think about the offense and the structure. Carmelo needs the ball. Paul George needs the ball. Russell Westbrook needs the ball. Um, And you put those all three together and you have one ball. And Kevin Durant was smart to get out. You can see that he saw the, the lineage of the big three and said, hey, I need to get somewhere where they share the ball, um, where I can score and defend. And he's leading the league in blocks right now. Like he's playing defense. So that's the, tri- that's the big three tree that didn't really work out. Um, that's it for me for the 10-Minute Basketball Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. And have a wonderful holiday season.